This is HPR episode 1861 entitled, Cool Stuff PT. 4. It is hosted by Curtis and Kins, C-Prompt, and is about 17 minutes long. The summary is, C-Prompt talks about some more cool stuff for you to enjoy. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hey everybody, this is C-Prompt, North Carolina for Hacker Public Radio. Wanted to pop on real quick and do another episode of some cool stuff that I found recently. Um, recording this on a new, la- well, new to me, laptop. Um, so, trying to make sure I got everything working right, so hopefully it sounds okay. Um... So the first thing that I wanted to talk about that I found recently was a new um, music player for the computer. Um, Since I spend a lot of time in a terminal, um, I wanted something that I could play in the terminal. I wanted to see if there was actually something like that. I'm sure there was, but wanted to find something really cool that... uh, that I could use within terminal since I always have one of my screens always has a terminal session running. So, um, before I was using stuff like Banshee or not Banshee, um, rhythm box, um, Amarok. Um, what was the other one? Um, I can't remember what it was, but, um, they, I don't know. They just, they didn't, it was just too cumbersome to kind of pop back and forth and they were kind of kind of start become resource hogs especially amrock it was just really kind of bogging down my computer so i mean it was just playing music jeez um so i found a a music player that runs in uh through the through the console and it is actually really good um it's called cmus and i'm guessing that stands for like command line music or like CMUS command line music player, I guess. Um, put a link to the show notes for the, uh, for the homepage. And I was also going to put in a, a link to a guide on how to use the, the, the software. A lot of the commands that it uses are Vim like, which I love. Um, I've actually taken most of my programs that I use quite frequently, like Firefox um, and Chrome, because there's a few websites that work better in Chrome than they do in Firefox. Um, And there's some Windows programs I use at work that have um, plugins that uh, simulate Vim bindings and stuff. So that's really helpful. Um, 
more programs should have options for Vim bindings. It just would make everything so much easier for me, at least. Um, and actually, I think um, we were talking about that on the on the um, Oddcast Planet IRC the other day. Um, the Last Known God actually mentioned something about that, and I totally agree. Everything should just have an option for Vim bindings. Um, would make my life much easier. Um, but at any rate, um, so CMUS, it is just what it is. It is a command line music player. Um, since I run a terminal session uh, with screen, so I always have like a Vim session and a Bash session, and I keep um, Ursi running, and um, now I added CMUS to it. Um, go through the, the guide that I'm linking to and kind of just get a, get an idea for it. Um, it's actually pretty simple. It uses the, um, the home row like Vim does for the up and down, um, uses the space bar to actually go into the directory. So if you have your, your music files, uh, labeled by, uh, artist and then inside of artist you have the album name and then inside of the album folder you have each individual track you just kind of hit the space bar until you go through it and then tab between the one column that has the um, folder structure and the next pane uh, there's like a um, a split down the middle of the of the screen and that will show you the tracks you can also make playlists you can make um, what I call like a like a, well, it's called like an NQ, like E N Q U E U E NQ, like you in NQ something. Um, so you kind of put it like in a temporary playlist, I guess. You can make those. Um, there's also some other key bindings and stuff that you can use uh, to filter um, by genre. So if you wanted to just look up everything that you have of jazz or fusion or Swedish death metal or whatever it it reads the um, the ID three tags uh, in the genre field to uh, grab that information. So if you don't have your ID three tags um, set uh, very well, then the the program is actually going to be kind of useless to you. You can use a different. Um, you can use the number keys, uh, the top row, the number keys at the top, to go back and forth between like um, a um, like a tree view, you can do a folder browse um, type of um, view. You can um, view your playlist. You can see just every file that you have as far as MP3s, FLAC, AUG, whatever. Um, so there's different screens that you can go through um, and sort through the, the music whichever way best fits your needs. Um, so that's, that's CMUS. So give that a shot and see what you think. If you're looking for a new music player, it might be worth it. Um, I know most um, Linuxy people love the command line, so if there's one more reason to stay in the command line, then uh, there's your music player to do so. All right, so the the second thing that I have um, that I wanted to share with you is a podcast. And it seems that I've become such a fanboy for... Uh, the 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 um, broadcasting company. I don't know what you call them. Um, it's the production company, I guess, of podcasts. Um, they do um, 
99% Invisible, which I think I've talked about. They do um, quite a few different shows. It's called Radiotopia. And I think I talked about this in the last uh, cool stuff that I did. Um, but Radiotopia has another podcast that came out not too long ago called Song Exploder. And this is simply a, it's like maybe 15 minute podcast where a, a, a musician or a group or, um, you know, where musicians will take apart a certain song and just kind of tell you about their uh, progress of how they came up with the song and what started it, maybe their writing process. And it just kind of goes bit by bit through the song. And it's like, you know, I did this because, you know, this was reminiscent of this person and this, you know, feel made me think of, it's, it was just really interesting. I always like to hear how people come up with things, uh, what drove them to do something, um, and what kind of brought it out. So it's very interesting. There's, it's only about maybe 15 minutes long. And, um, the first chunk of it is them talking about the music and you know, dissecting the, the, the writing process and then at the end of it, they will um, play the song in its entirety. So you kind of get a feel for the entire song as it, as it is on the recording, actual recording. So it's really cool. If you're a musician of any sort, um, not all the music might be something that you really dig. Um, sometimes it's poppy. Sometimes it's, you know, it's just really obscure, I guess. I don't know. It's just kind of, yeah, it's a lot of the music they've talked about I haven't really heard of before a lot of the groups um but i don't listen to radio so they might be playing on the radio so and i just don't know um but um they did have a u2 song uh they did have bono and the edge on there uh a few episodes back talking about one of their songs which was really interesting um but for the most part you know the writing processes are really interesting to hear and, um, even if you don't like the music, it might be something that you're, you know, like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. I want to kind of you know, delve into that a little bit and see if that's something that I can use. So if you're a musician, check it out. Um, the last thing that I want to share with you is not something that I really, I talk a lot about, but I don't watch TV a whole lot as a lot of you probably don't either. But um, I kept hearing all these things about this TV show that um, was really cool. And it's like, oh, this is the, the best thing since sliced bread or whatever. Um, and I don't like to buy into the hype of things. But when it has to do with like computers and stuff, I kind of had to at least kind of check it out. So USA has a TV show called Mr. Robot. Um. And it is a lot like you can. You, I mean, there's elements of hacker stuff in it, like very true hacker stuff. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a hacker. I can't. I can't break into a network and stuff. But the things that they do are very similar to the things that I read on security websites and stuff like that. About um, you know, they actually one guy uh, rooted a phone. And you actually saw screenshots of a super user uh, app and stuff. You know, he was loading it and then uh, rooting the phone and then plopping on a um, uh, APK that um, you know let him track the phone or whatever it did. Um, they have things in there where you actually can see code and stuff. And 
um, it actually looks like code and it's not just some screenshot of a terminal saying, you know, press one for installation of Ubuntu or whatever it was. Um, but it actually shows code and it looked to me like it was maybe uh, C plus plus or C or something like that, that they showed one episode. Uh, there was an episode of, you know, the main character sitting at his desk at his uh, company and it, had a uh, screenshot of their ticketing system and it was actual ticketing system. So, but the, uh, the episodes, it, they follow a, a, a programmer. Um, and he has a serious anxiety disorder and, um, he's a very odd cat. Um, he's got a, uh, a drug problem. Um, so there are some scenes, if this is, you know, something that you might be wanting to watch with your children or whatever, you, you know, I would probably watch a couple episodes before you let them watch it, unless you just don't care. It's whatever. It's up to you. Um, but this, uh, young hacker who is played by Rami, 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 Rami Malek. Never heard of him. Rami Malek. Um, he... It seems that he is recruited by this um, anarchist group, and this guy, this uh, this this group is led by this man who who calls himself Mister Robot. Um, and I don't want to give it away too much, but you find out down the road why he calls himself Mister Robot and the story and stuff. But it, it there was a few episodes where it's kind of like, man, I just this is kind of boring. I just don't dig this anymore or whatever. This this episode's blah, I don't know, whatever. But then you watch the next episode and it's like, oh my man, this is, that was such a twister. You know, I really enjoyed that. So it's kind of like pulls you in, pulls you out, pulled me in, pulled me out. But the, the pilot for the show was actually directed by the same guy that directed, um, the girl with the dragon tattoo. So if you've ever seen the girl with the dragon tattoo, um, it's the same, uh, the same, I think he was a producer. Actually, he produced or directed the first, the pilot of it, I guess. Um, but the, the show is actually written and directed by a man named Sam Esmel. Ismail, which again, I've never heard of him. I don't watch TV a whole lot, so he might be really famous. Um, but there's actually um, Christian Slater plays Mr. Robot, and I do know him from some of the movies that I've seen <clears throat> earlier in life, I guess. Um, but so if you are in the U S or maybe not in the U S and have other means of obtaining shows that are played in the U S. I don't know if it's actually can be found international or not, but, um, Mr. Robot is actually a pretty good show. Um, I don't know if it's going to be on for, I guess it's on for uh, a second season. Um, the first season I think just ended. Um, but it's, it's pretty good. Uh, there are some scenes in it. Um, that might not be appropriate for a younger audience. So just FYI, um, be cautious. Um, <laughs> it's not like, well, just check it out and see what you think. Uh, but it is actually pretty cool to, to see a show where they talk about computers and hacking and network and stuff like that, where they actually get it pretty right. I guess, um, to me, they get it right. Um, again, I'm not a hacker, so I don't know. Um, but it seems right to me. Um, but 
at any rate, those are my uh, three things that I have found and wanted to share with you. Uh, we got a really cool command line music player, CMUS. Some Vim bindings that is really, really nice. Uh, a cool podcast that you can add to your feed catcher, um, Song Exploder. Um, even if you're not a musician, it might be interesting to hear how some of your songs, if you uh, like this, like these bands, you might be interested in seeing how they come up with the writing process. And um, a TV show for you. Uh, in case you're a uh, late night watcher like I am, uh, take like an hour or 45 minutes or whatever and check out a TV show that has some computer stuff in it. <laughs> all right, that's all I got for you. Um, hope you all do well, and thank you for listening thus far. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.